0: Concepts for Living Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts of living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. You know, what distinguishes the Church from other social organizations or institutions. It's the anointing, the anointing makes the difference. And I'm so glad you tuned our way, because I'm going to be talking about the difference that the anointing can make. Stay tuned and be blessed, as I'll be speaking from that theme, the anointing makes the difference. The prophet Zechariah, the man of God, he's number 11 in what is referred to as the list of minor prophets. But I want to say today he gives a major prophecy a major prophecy concerning the anointing. Some may wonder why all of this. It's because this is our agenda. We want the world to know that what will make the difference in your life is the... And so, I observed that this... Prophet Zechariah. I discovered that there are some 26 others in the Bible that bear his name Zechariah. His name means God remembers. God remembers. I I could stop there today and say let's go home. God remembers. When everybody else forgets, God remembers. The Bible says, and I beheld, and they were talking one to the other, and I heard it, and wrote it in a book, a book of remembrance. God remembers. And that is what he's saying in the calling of this man, Zachariah. I think it's fitting that he is distinguished from all the others by indicating in chapter 1 of this book of Zechariah that he was born to a priest. Which means that he was in the lineage of priesthood. And he became one of the first prophet-priests. Prophet-priests. By the way, I'm told that a prophet is one, watch this now, who speaks to the people for God. But a priest is one who speaks to God for the people. He is combining both prophet and priests, Zachariah, read his life, ponder his journey, celebrate the gifts that God gave him. <laughs> I mean because we don 't have a choice as to when we will be assigned by God to a particular purpose we don 't have a choice in fact, he was born in Babylon during the 70 years of captivity there by God's people he was born in slavery but one day as her excellency was reading I pondered it one day emancipation came Cyrus not only let them go but he also provided the wherewithal for them to get started again They returned to a city in ruin. Walls were broken down. The temple was destroyed. The altar was in wreck. Now God, in the midst of that, calls somebody. Let me say this, if I say nothing else today. That God knows what he's doing when he chooses people. Now, wait a minute. Some of the choices of people you would never have made. But God knows who is best suited for this, who is best suited for that. And it's not to be, watch this now, your decision or my decision. God called Zachariah in difficult times. He called him in a time when the people had nothing to offer but themselves. Come on, somebody. And not only that, but the people who had strayed off from their faith in God you remember they sat down by the rivers and when the Babylonians asked them would you sing us one of those those church songs that y'all sing remember how depressed they were how dejected they were and they replied how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land I discovered that's the time to sing Paul and Silas were in jail, in stocks. They were locked down. But the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas, not only did they pray, they sang songs. i trying to help somebody today who feels as though God has done you wrong to give you an assignment that seems hopeless in the outset. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing and he knew what he was doing when he chose Zachariah. Because Zachariah now is returning to remind the people that in spite of the broken walls, in spite of the destroyed temple, in spite of many of you who have become disoriented in your faith, and in your belief in God, Jehovah. He called Zachariah to be the man who would call the people back to God. I want to say this. I'm blessing God for emancipation. I I say, I'm blessing God for emancipation. I, I say, I'm blessing God for emancipation. You know, sometimes we have had something to enjoy for so long that we forget the significance of what it was to be in slavery. The biggest challenge that you and I have is not so much surviving slavery, but what we will do when emancipation comes. Freedom, liberties. Mm -hmm. Because for many, freedom is the right to do what they want. But true freedom is your right to do what you ought. You know, we always have three points to our messages. And for this one, number one, the casual. Number two, the causal. And number three, crucial. Stay tuned and be further blessed. Say the casual. Yeah, look, let's look at verses 2, same chapter, say chapter 4, Zechariah. Let, let, let me start reading at verse uh, 2. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick of gold, with a bow upon the top of it. Hmm. It has seven lamps thereon and the seven pipes, watch this now, are connected or flow toward the lamps. So right now we're talking about a candelabra, we're talking about, watch this now, we're talking about a bowl on the top of it and we're talking about, watch this now, seven branches that go off into the various directions on the candelabra, Hmm. and a bowl is on the top of it. That's mysterious, folk. It's more than, oh that's a candelabra, oh that's a candle, oh that's a a pipe, oh that's a... No, 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 no. It's intimation. It's really telling you something that it's not saying. (sighs) But what is not said is really the message. I remember years ago I was told reading the scripture you had better be sure (laughs) that you know what God said. That was told to a group of young uh, preachers. Many of you may not know him but this man is by the name of Benjamin E. Mace. And he had a group of young pastors who he invited to Atlanta, Georgia to a particular meeting that he felt God had called him to bring together all the young pastors of cities in America. I went. And in one of the sessions he said, Oh, I know you read this book. But do you know this book? Do you know that what you read is what God really is saying? You need to have the Spirit of God to rest on your mind, to rest in your heart, to rest in your spirit to the point that when you are reading, you are seeing what's not written, and yet it is written. It's there, but it's there by mysterious intimation I didn't expect too much from that but I will tell you a lot of us miss God's purpose and are involved in things that have nothing to do with God's will for your life but I read everybody reads the same thing but God is saying something here God is saying more than what is about a candelabra and then it has two olive trees that's growing near to it. And from the olive trees, we get the olive oil. And the olive oil is what keeps the fire burning. So you've got to understand that the lights are on Because the oil is flowing. But where's the oil coming from? The oil is coming from the olive trees. One on either side. One on the right. One on the left. One on the right. One on the left. Are you with me? And they're there. So everything you need to glow, to be what you are called to be, has been provided. I'm going to stop right here. You ought to celebrate that. Everything that God has called you to do is already provided for. I said everything that God has ordained for your life, the the, the, the trees are already growing. And the oil is already flowing. You just got to understand what God is saying to you. We have too many of us that are trying to engineer our own future. This is what I want to do with my life. This is what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. What this is saying is that, 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 that this is the way God does it. So I answered and spake to the angel and talked, that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And the angel talked with me, answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not this? You don't understand these things." You don't know? No! I don't know, my Lord. I don't know. How many of us are humble enough to say, I just don't know? But the people who are not humble enough to say, I just don't know, mess up a lot of things. And mess up a lot of lives. Now, I just feel like I'm going to pause right now and just thank God that I don't have to fall into the abyss of the casual. I can understand what those pipes mean. I can understand what the bow means. I can understand what the oil flowing means. And you can understand it too if the Holy Spirit will anoint your eyes to see. Seven pipes distributing to the seven lights olive trees. What are these? I don't know. Amen. Now I can tell you. We are tempted to pass off important matters as ordinary, regular, nothing to it, not knowing that there are some deep wells there. Go down further in the passage and you're going to see some things Zechariah was called to, to the people to bring them back out of the very spirit of failure inadequacy and the very spirit of hopelessness it's amazing that when God gives deliverance how many of us don't know what to do with it but, 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 but wait a minute God, God can do more with you in your brokenness than he can in your wholeness yes. so that's why he permits certain things to break so that we may have a need to call on him the bible says he is a very present help yes. in the time of trouble guard the casual. God treating serious matters casually. You're a temple and that temple is being built by God. Stones that are being put together, stones in your life. Building you into a spiritual house. Say a spiritual house. And, and that's what we have to understand also is that we are spiritual. You know the most important thing about you is not your education. You know the most important thing about you is not how much money you have. You know the most important thing about you is not the position that you find yourself in regardless of how high. Watch this. In the end... <laughs> What matters is the fact that we come to the awareness that we are not, watch this, natural people doing spiritual things. We are spiritual. That's doing natural things. We're spiritual. That's why the Bible says, see no man, greet no man in the flesh, but in the spirit. Because Our spirit is more important than our natural man. Our spiritual man is more important than our natural man. No amens, that's all right. I say our spiritual man is more important than our natural man. Watch this. Our spiritual man can help out the natural man, but the natural man can't help the spirit because the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. There's a spiritual side to you and a spiritual side to me and I can't treat it casually. Isn't it awesome that we have the facility, the divine facility of the anointing. The anointing makes the difference. And I trust this message has encouraged you not only to have in your mind and heart and spirit this fact, but that you will realize that in all facets of your life, the anointing can make the difference. So, until next time, when I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. May God bless you and yours. Concepts for Living. i